artist John Elzinga with It's a Great Day to Serve the Lord, devotions on how to seek and serve the Lord in your everyday life. We encourage and enrich your faith and give you something to think about along the way. It's John Elzinga with It's a Great Day to Serve the Lord, devotions on how to seek and serve the Lord in your everyday life. We encourage and enrich your faith and give you something to think about along the way. Hi everybody, it's John Elzinga and welcome back to It's a Great Day to Serve the Lord. Uh, this devotional is coming to you a little late uh, today, and, and let me kind of explain why. And to explain why, I kind of have to give you some insight into what goes into the preparation of these devotionals. I usually uh, start praying about it, thinking about it, uh, Thursday of the previous week. Um, I have topics in mind. I, I, kind of, I, I kind of feel and sense God laying some certain things on my heart. I might have one or two, even three possible topics. And, uh, and then generally, <clears throat> on Monday, I film it. Uh, Tuesday, I edit it. And Wednesday, I publish it. So uh, this week, I was planning to do something about the Super Bowl. Um, and I still might, kind of using the Super Bowl as an analogy for faith. Um, and the fact that I get to go to the Super Bowl every Sunday. And you do too, if you choose to. So let me let that uh, dangle there. But uh, there's something that's kind of been laying on my heart pretty heavy, and, and I've really been fighting it. I uh, didn't want to do it. And um, so basically yesterday, I just felt the Lord really wants me to do this. He really wants me to lay this out. And, uh, and really, I'm a little bit fearful of it, and you'll understand why in a second. But the topic is closing the loop, closing the loop. You see, it seems to me that many people have open loops in their story. And without a closed loop, you have an incomplete story. So what do I mean by an open loop? Um, basically, there are things in our life that we don't finish, that are incomplete, that are still dangling out there. Maybe they're, they're wearing on us uh, in terms of in our psyche, in our mind, in our heart. Maybe they're causing anxiety. Now, uh, an open loop can be something really practical, uh, and I'm going to give you three examples uh, just in a practical everyday life from maybe the absurd, the ridiculous, to something that's more real. But um, let's take, for example, <laughs> an untied shoelace. That's an open loop. It needs to be closed. You got to tie that sucker, man. I've got, you got to get that thing tied in order to, to, to walk around. An incomplete education for you could be an open loop. Something that's been hanging on your mind, and it's like, ah, oh, you didn't quite finish, and you wanted to finish. That could be an open loop. If you're into remodeling, and uh, you, you know you have a home, you're remodeling your home, and maybe you start over here and and you didn't finish that, and then you go over here, and then you go over here, and, and this thing over here is still hanging there. <laughs> it's not finished. It's an open loop. It needs to be done. It needs to be finished. 
And, uh, and most of these things uh, that I'm just mentioning are inconsequential, and, and many of them are just temporary. They're going to be closed. You're going to close the loop. You're going to finish it. But, you know, there's open loops in our spiritual life as well. And, uh, and so I, I need you to hang with me a minute because I'm going to get into some really serious stuff. Um, Jesus tells some throngs of followers that are following him some very serious things. And if we don't understand it, if we don't get it right, and we read this in Scripture, it could be a complete downer for us. Uh, let me start with the Scripture. Luke 14, 25 to 27. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, this is what he says, turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And, and here's a popular scripture you've probably heard. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Wow. That's some pretty heavy things. I mean, that's, that, that, well, how, what am I supposed to do with that? And let me paint the picture. It says, there were large crowds traveling with Jesus. A lot of people were following him that weren't actually following him. Jesus was, he was beginning to, to gain popularity. He was doing all these miracles and these phenomenal things. And, and he, hey, come and see, come and see, come and see. And, and people were following him who weren't really following him. They may have been fans, but they weren't really follow, followers. So what does Jesus do to complete the thought? He uses the analogy of, of a building, for example. He says in 14, Luke 14, 28 to 30, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation are not, and not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule, her, ridicule you, saying, that person began to build and wasn't able to finish. It's obvious to them. It's obvious to everybody else. You started something, you didn't finish it. You say you're one thing, but you don't live that out. You're not that thing. And so the question is why? Why did Jesus lay this heavy message down? I, I thought he was full of love and grace and mercy. My friend, it's important to get this right. I, I, I don't want to go any further unless you get this right. Because this scripture that I just read has been used, oh man, it, it has been used probably more than any other scripture to create legalistic, self-righteous, pharisaical believers. And judgmental as well. Here's the gist of it. To the throngs of followers to the people that were following, but weren't following. The people that were fascinated with Jesus, 
but weren't really believers. He wants to get real. Jesus wants us, wants you to be real. To be real about who we are. To be real about who you are. To be real about our claims of faith. To be real Christians. Let me translate a little further. If you're going to be a believer, then be a follower, a disciple. If you're going to be a follower, a disciple, then learn and grow and go. James 1 verse 4 says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything in your faith. Here's the real question. Here's your challenge question. What spiritual loops have you left open that need to be closed? What have you left undone? Or to put it in an even more familiar term, what do you think Jesus would want you to do? For example, if you still have doubts, if you still have questions, if you're on the edges of faith, you, you believe but you don't believe, that be interested. Ask questions. Uh, you know, challenge people about these particular scriptures you don't understand. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. If you don't go to church, go to church. If you don't have time alone with the Lord to, to read his word and to pray, Set a devotional time. You'll cherish that time. What we don't want, what you don't want, what we don't want to do, what you don't want to do is to say you're a believer and a Christian and then not be a Christian. So let me translate those open loops. Why does a believer get baptized? Because they love the Lord. Why does a Christian go to church? Because they love the Lord. Why does a, a believer spend time in the Word and in prayer? Because they love the Lord. You see, loving the Lord fully and completely is closing the loop in your spiritual life to know and declare that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and that you love him above all, closes the loop of faith in your life. My friend, I'm giving you this message because it may be you that I'm talking to, that so many of you that listen to this, that follow this, I'm so thankful for you, and I, and I know that you're believers, but my friend, it's time to get serious about your faith. So if you say that you're a Christian, a believer, then be a Christian. And when you do, the grace and the love of Jesus Christ will overflow you, will overwhelm you, will be upon you and flow through you. That's your devotional for today. Uh, if you um, support this channel, I, I thank you so much. If you would like to support it, uh, there's a donation uh, link 
below. Well, God bless you, and remember, it's a great day to serve the Lord.